In our culture, everything is based on success. But what is success and who to find it? That's the big question. Is it measurable? Can you obtain it? Can you dream it? Can you hold it? I'm on a quest to redefine how we view success, and I'd like to bring you on this journey. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. Welcome to the Be Fulfilled Show, episode number nine. My name is Tony Grubmeyer, and today's guest has inspired millions of people around the globe through his YouTube, Facebook videos, books, and professional speeches. His latest book, Get Off Your Butt, has been released in over a half dozen languages, and he holds a doctorate in clinical hypnosis and is a practicing psychotherapist. The Biography Channel has done an hour feature on his life called Three Foot Giant. Please welcome to the show, my coach, my mentor, and my dear friend, Dr. Sean Stevenson. How are you, my friend? I'm good. You know, Sean, I uh, have had the opportunity to spend a lot of time with you, and you are one of my favorite humans. To be honest with you, you can light up a room, and you have an amazing, amazing story. My purpose for the show is to help people look at what success looks like from different people. And you're one of the people who wasn't even really promised to live past day one, and some 39 years later, are you 39? No, I turned 39 next year. All right, so soon to be 39, 38. You weren't supposed to make it past day one, but here you are, and I love your story that we've talked about before, your TEDx talk at a prison, how you said all those doctors who literally said you want to make it are no longer here, and you are the only one left standing. And so what I would love to do, Sean, is ask you the important question that kind of sets the tone for the show. What is your definition of success? Mm. It's changed over the years. It used to be very simple. It used to be to whenever you set an objective and you're taking action on it, then the action that you take toward it is the success, not the outcome. But it's, it's evolved over the years because while I still think that that's true, success has more to do with fulfillment to me now. Do you really feel fulfilled? Do you feel like your life has depth and that you are impacting the planet? And do you feel like you are on your purpose? Because when I'm on my purpose, I feel successful. And, you know, if I had to choose between making a bunch of money that was empty feeling because it wasn't on my purpose or doing something for free that really was amazing and on my purpose and felt very fulfilling, I would definitely go for the money. No, I would go for the second, the choice to be fulfilled. Uh, So success is living a life that you feel really fulfilled that you're on your purpose. Have you always kind of felt like this? You said you kind of, this has changed over the years, but like, you know, you got into the speaking career pretty early. How old were you? I was 13. And it was a, what is it? A high school? Yeah. So at an early age, you just went for it. You said, hey, here's a great opportunity. You know, the reason I called the show Be Fulfilled is because it's funny. It's how you answered, I think, a perfect question, (laughs) depth and on purpose and finding your purpose. And, you know, at such an early age, what was your purpose? What do you think your purpose was at 13? Just to make people laugh and feel good and to not be afraid to enjoy your life no matter what circumstances you were dealt. Very similar to now in that regard. You know, the message that I've developed is the same for all walks of life. You know, the kids need to know to love themselves just like corporate executives, just like prisoners. 
world-class athletes. You know, I've never met somebody who's like, oh, I started loving myself and my, and my life got worse. You know, you know, when you take good care of yourself, good things happen. No, and, and I love that. I mean, I think we've had some pretty in-depth conversations too about fulfillment and life and, and all the ups and downs. How would you say your, your life has gone according to Sean Stevenson? It's been a roller coaster of pain and pleasure. I would say that at a young age, I was challenged with a physical predicament that wasn't going away anytime soon. And I had to, I had to hit this fork in the road where I could either get really bitter and get all of my needs met through having people feel sorry for me and try to play the sympathy card on people. Or I could go the route of bringing a tremendous amount of value and joy to people's lives and show them that even with everything that I'm challenged, I still find a way to have a good day and to love my life and hopefully have that be recognized and seen as an example for others. And, you know, I got to say in that fork in the road, the big thing for me to also come away with is, yeah, my disability took away my ability to play basketball on the playground with the kids. It took away my ability to go hiking and climbing rocks with my friends. It took away my ability to reach tall things on shelves, all of that. But did it really take away my ability to have the ultimate goals that I want, like to be able to make money, to be able to uh, have incredible friendships, to have love, to travel the world, to eat good foods, to see beautiful sights? The answer was no, that my disability made those things challenging, but it didn't take those things away. I was still able to build a great lucrative career I was still able to find love. I was still able to develop great friendships. And so I thought, so does the disability really take anything away from me or does it just make it a little extra difficult to go get those things? And the truth is it just makes it a little extra difficult. But I believe that I've used my challenges to wake people up. And in return, I've made a very incredible life around that. So I just was telling somebody recently that when you have a disability, you have a choice to see it as either an impediment or marketing gold to be able to catch the eye and keep people's attention. Oh, yeah. I mean, at an early age, you go into giving talks for fun and something changes a little bit in you and you decide to go further your career. Well, I got to say, let, let me correct that for you. I made $75 in my first speech. And that's why I did it, because $75 bought you a nice Sega Genesis video game, a little uh, Joe Montana football, and some candy, and maybe a couple shirts at Target. So it definitely, it was definitely the incentive. And, you know, I tried to get regular jobs, but I, I was either turned away or I couldn't do it. You know, I couldn't mow lawns, I couldn't deliver newspapers, I couldn't rake leaves. And then when I eventually got to high school and I wanted a part-time job in the summer, I couldn't get hired to work at a stereo store. I tried. I tried to get a job at a chiropractor's office being a receptionist. I tried to be a phone operator at a limousine company. And they all came right out and told me, 
we think your disability is going to get in the way of this opportunity to, for our company. And so it was the entrepreneurial bug that bit me. And, you know, it started off with, you know, $75 speeches. And now it's gotten to the point where it's twenty-five dollars to $30,000 for a speech. So it's been a long journey, but it's been a lot of fun. So take us on that little journey, for example, from the early days until you went off to college and got a degree. What was your degree in? So my, I have an undergrad in political science, but my postgraduate work is in clinical hypnosis. I love it. I remember we were doing some work not too long ago, and I said, so did you hypnotize me? He's, you were under my spell the entire time. I loved it. <laughs> it was great. So here's what I'd like to do as we go on a quick journey. Go up a little bit of Success Mountain for us. Talk a little bit about how you took those early days, those, those no's, your disability is going to get in the way, to really creating a path for yourself as an entrepreneur really going out and being an author, speaking worldwide, traveling, marriage, all those fun things. I want to go on that journey today. But the one question I'd love to ask you early on as somebody's tuning in today and listening and saying, disability, you know, I've struggled with that. I have, I have some disabilities that cause me maybe not to go get a job, et cetera. What are some things and pieces of advice that maybe you heard early on that kept you inspired to keep moving forward? Yeah. So, well, it sounds like you have buried a couple of questions in there the success mountain and then the disability question. So I'll address success mountain first. You know, I faced way more no's than yeses. I faced way more we're not interested than we're happy to have you. I faced way more it's not going to work than, wow, that, that was amazing. And when I look back on my past, the majority of the things didn't go as planned. And it took time. You know, I was thinking about my book because it just came out in yet again another translation. And so we have over a dozen different languages from my book. And thinking about the journey of that, I mean, hundreds of rejections over three years and three different literary agents. I burned through three literary agents because the first one went all the way through the rounds and no, 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 no. Second one, a couple of years later, no, 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 no. And then the third one was like, I think I can do this. And we just went back out there. And each time I thought, why am I exposing myself to such pain? Like, why, why am I signing up for rejection on a pretty regular basis? Same thing with television show. You know, I went back and forth for years between New York and LA, between producers and executives and network presidents and this, that, and the other, and agents and everybody saying, no, we don't think there's a show here. We don't think people can relate to you. Or we think the only reason why you got to do all these things is because of your disability and people feel sorry for you. And just having to climb through mountains of disappointment. But it's because there was a voice calling me. There was a voice calling me from within in my heart that I believe is God. And it's that voice that says, you're not here to pad your ego. It's not why I made you. You're here to live out the purpose to rid the world of insecurity. And so as you get rejected, as you go through this pain, you are actually a better example for me, the creator, to show others to not quit, not give up. You know, the my superpower, most people haven't heard me say this, but my superpower is not my ability to speak. It's not my ability to uh, be charismatic or funny. Those are all traits that I hope I've developed well over the years. But 
But my greatest superpower is you can't keep me down. You can knock me down easily. I am the easiest guy to knock down. I get knocked down physically, I get back up. I get knocked down emotionally, financially, relationship. It doesn't matter how many times you knock me down, I'm going to get back up. I, I know that about myself. It may take me an hour, a day, a month. It may even take me a few years on certain things, but I will get back up. And you have to have that mentality of get back up to climb mountains. And what's crazy is my favorite movie is the Batman series by Christopher Nolan. Mm. And there's a scene in Batman Begins. that It's one of my favorite scenes where he's asked to pick this mountain, pick this flower on this mountain and bring it up to the top of the mountain. And he's climbing this mountain and it's freezing cold and he's exhausted and he can barely breathe. And he gets to the top of the mountain. They finally open the door in the castle and you think he's going to be celebrated. And that's when they start kicking his ass. That's when they start beating him up and he gets knocked down. And that's when he realizes all of that painful journey up the mountain was just preparing him for the training to begin. And I feel that way a lot. I feel like I will have, you know, had to go through massive challenges. And then I finally get to the castle and I think there's going to be a parade or a pile of gold waiting for me. And that's when they start kicking my ass. And I'm like, oh my God, I have to remember that the climb up the mountain was my training for the training. So my career has been filled with lots of challenges and upsets. And, you know, I've I've had to befriend myself and be on my own team. You know, one of my mentors says, Sean, you got to be on Team Sean. If everybody turns against you, if everybody calls you crazy, if everybody thinks you're arrogant or mean or rude or out of line, like you have to just go in and check in within yourself and say, am I okay with what I'm doing? Am I okay with who I am? Am I okay with where I'm headed? And if the answer is yes, 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 you just keep going. The outside world is very finicky. And it's very easy for people to build you up and then tear you down. And so that's why you have to be on your own team. So over the years, you know, developing, you know, that was another thing. I climbed the mountain and picked the flower to get this television show. And then 80,000 people saw it, which, you know, 80,000 people, if you've never done anything for public visibility is great. And there's, there's nothing to feel bad about that. But 80,000 people, when you think you're going to be the next Dr. Phil, really breaks your heart. And fast forward two years, three years later, I made a post-it note video where I'm just holding up post-it notes with this webcam and hundreds of millions of people see that video that took me two minutes to make, whereas the other one took me three years of hard work and disappointment and rejection, and then only 80,000 people saw it two minutes of holding up post-it notes and hundreds of millions of people saw it. So life is, is funny. It's, it's that 80-20, you know, 80% of the results you get come from 20%. I sometimes feel it's even greater than that. Sometimes it's like, I feel like 99% of my results come from that one random piece of shit that I did. That I had no idea it was going to take off and it did. So you have to just get back up and keep going after it. And to answer your question about the disability, you know, I, I had to create my own definition. And my own definition is, you know, that a disability is one's refusal to adapt. 
If you refuse to adapt, if you dig your heels in the ground and say, I'm not going to change, you are disabled. You will get passed by in business. You will get passed by in everything you do if you're like, I refuse to adapt to this new scenario. Because nothing stays the same for very long. In fact, you know, science proves that nothing ever is the same. Everything is always shifting. Your body is shifting. The earth is shifting. Your business is shifting. Finances. Everything is always changing and the people that survive and really enjoy their life fall in love with the change i did something recently that i'm i'm very grateful for and that is i journal almost every single day one to three pages a day i got it from uh, julia cameron in a wonderful book called the artist's way and i journal every single day almost and Recently, I sat down because I've been going through some hardships this year with my own personal life. And I thought, you know, I want to learn from my past. So I pulled out five years of journals and I just started reading them, every single entry, reading carefully. And I had a notepad next to me and I wrote down themes. What were the themes that showed up over these past five years? And what I was amazed by the two biggest themes, so simple, but so profound, and that is I had changed tremendously and I had not changed at all that I had come so far and yet I'm still stuck in certain areas that I was stuck in five years ago. And so I can have this tremendous sense of glee and pride for how far I've come and some ass kicking. Come on, Sean, let's light a fire under your butt because you're still dealing with this issue five years later. And that's life. I don't think It's any different for any of you. Any human being that is going through their life, they're going to have things that they've made massive strides on and and they can show like, wow, I was living in this crappy one-bedroom apartment and now I have two beautiful homes. But then they can also have areas where they're like, you know, I struggled with my exercise and my eating five years ago and I'm still struggling with my exercise and eating. I think people think that, that evolution is a staircase but it's not. It's a kaleidoscope. And every time you turn it, things fall into place and other things fall out of place. And, you know, I got that from Richard Dawkins, who wrote the, um, you know, he's the modern day Darwin. And he talks about evolution in science, that nothing is perfectly evolving, that as things move forward, things fall away and things break apart and things change and you lose out on certain things, but you still move forward. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting. You were talking a little bit about your book translated into another language. Congratulations on that. Thank you. And I was with you at your office not too long ago, and we were talking about your book and how you just were so persistent on having somebody participate in writing the foreword to that book. And that's another one of those never give up, keep moving forward know that you have to do it for yourself. You have to be your biggest fan. You have to, when everybody else kind of is maybe not giving you what you need, you have to make sure you give yourself what you need. And that's love and acceptance. And you know that in your heart, you're doing the right thing. Would you mind telling and setting up that story briefly? Because I think it serves such an important part. The title of the book is Get Off Your Butt, right? And so how to end self-sabotage and stand up for yourself. And I think that just that title alone is get off your butt is one thing, but the how to the end, the self-sabotage and stand up for yourself. So can you just talk about the forward? Yeah. So, you know, before I do, I want to 
I want to reference something that has inspired me recently around all this conversation is I heard Elon Musk, who's done amazing things with technology and science and everything. And they said, how did you get, how did you get to the top? And he said, I just can endure more pain than others. And I totally relate to that because I've endured so much pain. Sometimes I wonder if my soul is a little masochistic because I've, I've gone through so much shit and it's not ending anytime soon. And, you know, the story about the forward. So when I was a teenager, I met Tony Robbins through the Make-A-Wish Foundation and he was the wish that I had to meet him. And I asked him when I was a little boy, I, I guess I was a teenager, I said, would you write the forward to my book someday when I write a book? And he said, sure. Well, fast forward 10 more years. I'm now not 19, I'm 29. And I reached back out because I finally got the book publisher to agree to, to buy the rights to my book. And I told the publisher, we're going to get Tony Robbins to write the forward. And I started reaching out to all Tony Robbins people, their his lawyers, his gatekeepers, his handlers, his assistants, and everybody was saying, no, 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 Tony's not doing that anymore. Sorry that he agreed to that, but he, he doesn't have the time. No, 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 no. And everybody, including my own family and friends and literary agent and publisher were all like, it's not going to happen, kid. Like, let it go, young man. Like, and this 29-year-old version of me was like, no, you don't get it. I know I can make this happen. And I promised them it was going to happen. And I was in San Diego at the time, visiting a friend, and I went to bed that night, and I just, I just cleared all doubt from my heart. And I just asked the universe, call it God, call it the creator, whatever it makes you feel comfortable. I was just like, look, I, I need to get a Hail Mary here. I need a long bomb here. I need this to work. I need to throw this thing up and have it be caught and held up against the top of the helmet and fall back into the touchdown, whatever. Make it happen, please. And then the next morning, I get an email, and it says, the subwoofer in the living room is out. Please come over and fix it, Sean. And I'm like, who's it from? And it was from Tony Robbins, his personal email address. And I'm like, wait a minute. What is he talking about? And all of a sudden, I freaked out and realized, he, remember back in the day, and people still sometimes make this mistake, how the computers autofill when you start to type somebody's name. I realized that his speaker sales rep or his speaker person that hooks up his AV, his name must be Sean. And he started to fill out his name and hit enter. And my email address came up somewhere in his records. And he had written me by accident, or was it an accident? And I immediately wrote him back and I said, I can't fix your speaker, but you might be able to help me out on this huge challenge that I've had. I've been trying to reach you through these people. And remember when I was 19, I asked you if you'd write the word in my book. And, well, it's due today. And, blah, blah, blah. and he wrote back and he was like, I love this story. This is awesome, Sean. And then by that night, I had the forward to my book written by him, sent over, and it was a done deal. And when I, when I came into my publisher's office, I handed him the forward and I said, don't you ever doubt me again. And, uh, and you know, I little does he know I had to I had to literally tap into the matrix and beg and plead. Who knows? I might've been selling my soul to the devil. I don't know, but something beautiful happened there. And I was able to pull that one out. That's another one of those great stories. And what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick little break and we're going to come back and we're going to ask a couple more questions of Sean. Then we'll get into the fulfillment round, play a game, no right or wrong answers, just fun. And then we'll wrap up today's show. But before I go, 
I want to also let you guys know if you're listening and you're like, where do I find this book? Amazon, Kindle, you can find Get Off Your Butt and How to End Self-Sabotage and Stand Up for Yourself. A couple of funny, I think just important things to know about Sean. He's got a, just an amazing sense of humor and the people in his life also have seemed to found that humor. Sean Stevenson is the Yoda of personal development with less pointy ears. Jimmy Kimmel, host of ABC's Jimmy Kimmel Live. Also, President Bill Clinton says, Sean is an amazing person with an important message. We're going to hear more of that message in just a couple seconds right here on the Be Fulfilled Show. Are you suffering from marketing dysfunction? Are you not able to perform online as well as you could when you were younger? Unable to keep up with the intimate demands of buying product, running offers, and shipping items to your customers? Say hello to Ship Offers, clinically proven to enhance the growth and longevity of your business. Get some today at shipoffers.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back on Be Fulfilled, the real stories behind success. Today's guest, Sean Stevenson. I may add doctor in front of it too. So one of my really, really dear friends, somebody who I uh, look up to and every time I get a message, I know that he has just a big warm heart and is willing to do whatever it takes to help rid the world of insecurities. And even as a guy who's six foot six and weighs about 225, I still have lots of things that I'm insecure about. And so it's nice to know that my friend is always there to tell me and to inspire me to keep moving forward. And I hope that you're getting that message today from Sean as somebody who knows what it takes because every single day, since basically day one, he's been having to figure out whatever it takes to make sure that he keeps moving forward. One of the biggest highlights in your life happened several years ago. What would you say that is, Sean? Uh, Getting married? Yeah, getting married. If I had said anything else, I would have not been good, right? <laughs> and your oh, wife, your wife is amazing. You what? Um, I was saying how awkward it would be if I said, oh, it was the day I had this amazing Philly cheesesteak. But <laughs> no, it was certainly getting married. And, you know, it's a lot of people put a lot of emphasis on how special their wedding day is. And it was special to me. But, you know, the day that was more special than that in my marriage and not in my marriage, in my relationship with my wife. It was when I was dating her and we were really fresh into dating and my body was having challenges and I got really constipated and I couldn't go to the bathroom for days and I was starting to get sick. And so my then girlfriend, now wife Mindy, walked with me in Chicago in the winter through the ghetto to get to this Walgreens to get, uh, what are they called? Anal suppositories. These things that you stick up your butt that are made of wax to help you go to the bathroom. Because I was in so much pain. And I remember we walked all the way there. We walked all the way back. We basically risked our life in this ghetto to go to this Walgreens. And then I was so, I was in so much pain that she just kind of rubbed my back. She had a hair dryer on me because I was shaking because I was so cold. And I just remember thinking, this is the woman I want to spend the rest of my life with. And yeah, it was amazing when I saw her round the corner and, and come down the aisle at the wedding and see her all gussied up and looking beautiful in her sparkling dress, like the queen that she is. However, that was more for the community and for everybody to see that we were taking it to the next level. But man, when she was holding me on the bathroom floor, because I was in so much pain, that's when I realized that I had the best, amazing friend and lover I could ever ask for. You know, you were telling me that story. All I can think about is the movie Hitch, 
with Will Smith when he's, his yeah. face is all broken out and they're running yep. to the store to get whatever they need. And yep. Mindy is just a sweet soul. And uh, I'm so glad that you guys have found each other and so happy. And I, I didn't know you before you married her, but I know what you're like since you married her and you're amazing. So what's the biggest difference about yourself that you've noticed since you've kind of found Mindy and got married and gone on this journey? What's the biggest thing for yourself you found? Well, a few things that popped up immediately in my mind. Mindy has really helped me to want to be more mature and to see the value in maturity because I think I used to do everything for the joke. I think I did everything for the laugh. I think I did everything to see if I could push the envelope of of appropriate or inappropriate. And Mindy, Mindy has really helped show me that that is a young, lower vibration that I don't need to stay in. You know, I also, to be honest with you, I, I feel like before Mindy, my sex drive ran my whole life. Mm. And over the years, what Mindy has helped me in our relationship, this uh, in six days, we celebrate our eight-year first date. And what she's helped me to facilitate is moving the chakra energy up the system, you know, from the root chakra up to my solar plexus and, you know, your voice and your power and then up to the heart and then you know, the throat and the third eye and the crown. Like she's helped me to move the energy up because I was very much more animal. You know, all of the chakras below the heart are animalistic and all the chakras from the heart up are the spirit. And, you know, she's definitely helped me to learn the power of the spirit and to know that you have a karmic role to play here And, you know, I used to sneak into movie theaters for the second film and not pay. And there's just these little things that you wouldn't go to jail for doing them, but just kind of slightly sleazy and, you know, telling somebody whatever I knew it would get them to like me, even if I didn't really feel that way. I was more of a sleazeball before Mindy showed up. I would take more chances and be more risky in that regard and, she just got me to realize, man, you're leaving footprints or wheel tracks behind you and you should leave the places better than you found it. And so now I go, I've gone the other direction. I, I love paying for the person behind me at Starbucks or just doing the little things that, that are the opposite instead of cutting the corners to get what's mine, but paying it forward and, and leaving the place better than I found it. And I'm by no means perfect. I still make a lot of mistakes but I'm now aware that I'm making mistakes and that's a huge shift. Yeah, I love that. I was talking to a buddy of mine this morning on the drive-in before this interview and we were talking about what are you bringing to the table of life today, right? We're such good people at taking, but what are we bringing today to the table of life? If there was nobody else to stand up today and to serve, are you willing to step up into that role? And then what would that look like if you, you found a way to weave that into your daily existence, right? And so that kind of reminds yeah. me of that. One of the things that I'm always working on as a public figure in the personal growth industry is letting people know that there are so many things that I've done as a bonehead. You know, like, why did I do that? Why did I say that? How come I didn't step up there? Why couldn't I? And I know I'm not alone on that. And it's not about being perfect in this life, even as a guru or a teacher. 
It's about admitting that, yeah, I've done things, I've caused hurt, I've been irresponsible at times, but forgiving myself, uh, asking for forgiveness, moving forward, learning from my mistakes. You know, it was great just even reviewing this year's journals and seeing what were the things that, that were pleasurable, what were the things that were painful, what were the things that I would maybe do differently what were the lessons that the greatest lessons that I learned from this year? Where did I travel? Who did I meet? Who did I work with? And, and reviewing, normally I would race into the new year, be like, Oh, all about the new year's resolutions, all about the goals, all about the future, future, future. I mean, I used to be an addict for the future. All I would talk about is the future. Think about was the future. But now I'm seeing as I get a little older, there is some beauty to learning from your past. There is some great wisdom from looking back over your choices and the things that you said and didn't say, did and didn't do, and going, what can we learn from us, from ourselves moving forward? And that, that was my biggest shift to date, is not poo-pooing the, the past. Yeah. I mean, stuff that's there, obviously, and you can do the work to keep working on recycling, and as I like to call it, in life's dumpster. But you can also work on just being present. And I think that's the gift that you've given all of us today is your presence. And you were able to really, I think, eloquently say like, hey, look, I'm not perfect. I've made lots of mistakes along the way or bonehead moves. But I've also found the gift and the presence, um, the wonderful story you told about the marriage is one thing. But that moment kind of when you realize this is the person you're going to marry, you talked about you know, finding that first speaking opportunity to get you money for your Sega to get you all the little gifts, sneaking into movies. We've, we've had a lot of fun today talking about it. And what I love to do is take people through the fulfillment round. There's no right, no wrong, just you and me. If I say something you don't want to answer, you can just tell me no and I'll move along. These aren't the droids you're looking for. And I'll get that. I'm totally cool with that. Are you ready to play? Dude, I've been born to make this game rock. All right, so it's the fulfillment round, and we are with today's guest, Dr. Sean Stevenson, one of my good friends and mentors, and a person who every day I walk into my studio and get to do what I love to do, which is talk to amazing human beings. I'm inspired by this guy, so he's up on my wall. So I just want to let you know, if you can't see, you're over there. Favorite place you visited in the world? British Virgin Islands. Okay, favorite food you enjoyed while you were there? I had amazing scallops. All right. Favorite pastime? playing NBA 2K on PlayStation 4. All right. Before PlayStation 4, were you a PlayStation 3 or an Xbox person? I have been a devout Sony electronic addict. So I have Sony 1, 2, 3, 4 on my television. Sony, I'm very committed to my Sony. Have you ever used a Sony cell phone? Back in the day when it was Sony Ericsson. Yes. Yes. All right. So I guess you're not a Sony fan today in phones. Do you have an iPhone? Yes. All right. Do you have the brand new X or you have an eight? I have a seven S plus. Don't upgrade. Just to let you know a little advance. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have the X and I'm not a big fan. All right. Best advice you've ever received that's helped you the most through life. Trust the process. Okay. What's no matter one, how much it hurts. What's one thing that you have trusted because you heard it from somebody and you you proved it wrong that you can remember? Uh, that I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. All right. If I was sitting with you at a juice bar, what would be your favorite drink you would order? Boom. Right here. 
all green drink, and I would order whatever had the least amount of added sugary crap and the most packed of nutrients. All right. So I uh, want to know, because I know that you have taught this to myself, to people that I've worked with. You have a When Life's Works list. What are your items on when your life works best? What are the things when you operate at such a high level, when you follow into when life works, and these are the things that you put down, that you operate at just a higher throughput? Yeah. Well, I, I really geek out on this, and I actually now have transferred the when life works list to graph paper recently, and it has 1 through 31, so all the days of the week, and then all the tasks that I'm about to explain, and I mark them off and kind of gamify it, and then at the end of the day, I circle the day, and I write out 0 to 10, how did I feel that day, and it's amazing, because as I graph this thing, the more I do on my when life works list, the better I feel. So there are things like exercise, hydrate, have a green smoothie, get mentorship, give mentorship, spend time connecting intimately with my wife, read, meditate, pray, spend time in nature, spend time with kids that make me laugh, engage in really good deep conversation with mentors and You know, just the list goes on and on and on. All right. No, I like that. Three items. uh, Some people can answer this really, really easy. Some can't. Three items on your bucket list that you would like to work for in the coming year. I want to uh, finish the screenplay for a movie that I want to make someday. I want to start implementing elements of the one-man show that I'm flirting with. And so I want to start taking aspects of this one-man show, implementing it into my speeches so that I can try it out on audiences in small doses and then kind of get some feedback. And then basically by the time that one-man show is done, it's, it's been field tested dozens of times. And then lastly, I want to go to uh, speak in the Sydney Opera House in Australia. Oh, mm, I like that. Dumbest thing you've ever done and don't regret it. Oh, wow. I had a lot before you said that last part. Um, <laughs> I've done a thing I've ever done and don't regret it. Probably I was procrastinating on writing an ebook, and I uh, decided to pull out my video camera and make a little video with post-it notes that went to hundreds of millions of people because I was procrastinating. So I don't regret procrastination. I think I think even procrastination can serve a purpose. All right, favorite sports team. Chicago Bulls. Not the Golden State Warriors? You know, from the West, the Warriors are my team. All right. So if the Bulls play the Warriors, then we'll compete. But until then. All right. I forgot. You're from Chicago, so I'll give you that one. All right. So you survived the fulfillment game. A couple last questions and we'll wrap up today. Sean, you talked about your screenplay. We talked about that a while back. You talked about the one-man show, and I love that piece of advice where you're like, hey, look, I'm going to find a way to weave this into my conversations and my speeches and just test the audience. What's the thing that you're looking for most out of life? To be fully at peace with myself. That's why I teach all this stuff, because I'm hoping it keeps going, sinking in deeper and deeper. I'm looking forward to meeting the future me that, really does know that he didn't need to be anything other than who he was and that he lived out his life purpose and that when he's all alone in the room, he enjoys the company. Yeah. I mean, you talked early on today about being fulfilled, depth, you know, being on point with your purpose. 
I think you delivered that today. And I want to allow people to get connected to you a little bit deeper. First and foremost, I'm going to go ahead and say it because I know it may not come out of your mouth. 10K speeches is something that you get to do, which is kind of your way of helping people. If they want to learn how to make money, giving speeches, you have this amazing opportunity. Is it once a year or twice a year? It's once a year. And actually, we've changed the name. (sighs) To 100,000 speeches. It's called Lucrative Speaker. Okay, I like it. So tell people for the next couple seconds about it, just so people can put it onto their calendar and hopefully learn and check more about it. Sure. I would start you off, if you don't mind, I'd love for them to, if they want to learn more about being a speaker, I have my own podcast about being a speaker. And so just go to the SeanStevensonShow.com and go ahead and subscribe and rate that for me. And that's the gateway drug into learning about Sean Stevenson. It's all about how to have a lucrative and fulfilling career in speaking. So I would recommend people start there. Yeah, my coach, my mentor telling me how to have a lucrative career. You are one individual I know who has had a very lucrative career traveling around the world and inspiring audiences to take massive action in their life and also rid the world of insecurity. And I think you allowed me to see a couple pieces of you that I hadn't seen before. So I'm, I'm excited to know about the depository. I think that was an interesting side that I never had learned about you before. I appreciate the vulnerability today on the show. So the audience now has some insight where they can go to the Sean Stevenson show.com. You can subscribe to his podcast. And if you subscribe to the podcast, I've always learned that this is the most important ask. If you subscribe, listen and leave a review. That's how these shows grow. They don't grow just on subscriptions alone. They need reviews. They need people to know about them. So if you got value out of it today, tag it, say, Hey, I heard about Sean on the be fulfilled show with Tony. And that is also helpful because now Sean knows where people are coming from and learning about him because that allows him to know what shows he should spend his time going on. So thank you, my friend. And the last piece, you and I got a chance to meet several years ago at an event in Cleveland with Vinnie Fisher. However, I really had only saw you online and I'd only heard about you from others. And I still remember that as one of the most important days in my life is when you rolled right into it. And kind of like the other Tony in your life, how that happened. And I don't believe it's by chance. I believe it was divine intervention. And I believe I needed to meet you at the time in my life. And I just want to say thank you for coming on the show, giving up some of your valuable time to come and share with our audience today. One quote that you have that you love to share with the world. One quote that it's yours. I love these stumpers. Yeah, I got, well, I got like 10 trying to all come out of my mouth at once. My Uh, favorite is the don't believe. Don't believe a prediction that doesn't empower you. That's my favorite one. That's the Tony G. I would probably go with keep following Tony Gredmeyer. That's what I would go with. That was one of my best quotes ever. Keep following Tony Gredmeyer. That's Hey, I'll take it. Ladies and gentlemen, hey, producers, can you uh, like 10X that thing out in the beginning of the show, in the middle of the show, and at the end, Sean Stevenson endorses, keep following Tony Grubmeyer. I love that one. All right, brother. Thank you so very, very, very much. So the best place to go is the SeanStevensonShow.com for now. And if you need anything, remember, Sean will respond sometimes on social media This I, that we're even lucky to have him today. He is one of the most incredibly fascinating people I've ever met, but he's also one of the most popular people I've ever met. So thank you again. I love you, my friend. Love you too, brother. It's been a pleasure to spend time with you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, have fun and 
just remember this one piece of advice. Make today the best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? Take the next step now at drainersanddrivers.com and download my free mini course designed to give you more clarity and freedom in your day. It might just change your life forever. 